the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of our Lord. John was overwhelmed with the sense of unworthiness in Jesus' holy presence. The same John who boldly called out Pharisees and turned away the impenitent from the waters of repentance openly confessed that he did not deserve to unloose Christ's sandals, let alone baptize him. He felt the same way we pastors might feel when with unclean hands we distribute the most pure body and blood of our Lord, when with unclean lips we proclaim the mercy of the spotless Lamb of God. John knew he didn't deserve to baptize Christ. But Jesus' baptism, like all baptisms, was about grace, grace from Christ for us. And grace isn't a matter of deserving. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It's undeserved love. Your baptism is a gift from God. But like any gift, it can be abused. If you start to think your baptism is a get-out-of-jail-free card, your last contact with the Word, the eternal prison well awaits you. If you have divorced faith from this gift, your unbelief well damns you. If you've taken God's mercy for granted and chosen a lifestyle contrary to his wisdom and will, it now defines you, in fact. You will well learn the very wrath his mercy intended to spare you. In fact, you will be doubly guilty. Remember St. Peter's words for those dry off, who dried off from their baptism who ceased the struggle into which they have been baptized and surrendered themselves again to sin, sin of which baptism had washed them, who plunged themselves back into the darkness out of which baptism led them to the light. Peter said, For it would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. Those to whom much has been given have that much more to lose. And so repentant, unrepentant sin is nothing to wink or nod at. For if you persist in it, and if you die in it, you will then stand before the Father whose adoption you rejected, the Son whose death and resurrection you turned your back on, the Spirit whose work you neglected and brought to naught. All we can say to those who've fallen into such a cold and indifferent attitude towards God's will is that the prophet so often said is what the prophet so often said to Israel when it was poised for destruction wake up but what comfort there is in this day for those of you and those of us who know our sins and long for forgiveness who know the misery of sin and long for a way out to be washed again for those of us who sorrow for what we've done against God who've lost track of his path but long to set our feet upon it again let me leave no doubt about it. Christ has fulfilled all righteousness for you. He walked the equivalent of a trip from downtown New Berlin to downtown Milwaukee for the express purpose of being baptized with your baptism to give your baptism power, lasting power, 
so that you can return to it, your adoption as God's children, again and again in repentance. He has freely taken your sin upon himself. To you who confess your sins and desire to flee them, who seeks God's mercy, I am privileged to speak the wonderful truth of God from 2 Corinthians 5. And it is truth of God for you, so take it as your own. Paul says, For our sake he made him to be sin who know no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Heaven opens for Christ, and heaven opens for you in Christ. The Father speaks of Christ, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. The Father speaks of you in Christ, This is my beloved Son, my beloved daughter, with whom I am well pleased. The Spirit descends to Christ as a dove, a symbol of peace. And the Spirit descends to you in Christ, a dove, not only a symbol, but your actual peace of conscience with God. We, like John, are unworthy. But John also leaves no doubt that worthy is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he is our Lamb, too. And through faith in him, and with his Spirit dwelling within us, we can be in his Father's eyes what he calls us to be in our daily lives innocent as doves, all through our baptism, as we are baptized into him who was baptized with the sinner's baptism, so that we might become the righteousness of God by his death and resurrection. Amen. And we pray with one accord, O God, we pray, grant us your Holy Spirit. Help us in our infirmity through Jesus' blood and merit. Grant us to grow in grace each day, but by that by this sacrament we may eternal life inherit. Amen.